Good morning, church. Um, I want to give you a little insight into Pastor Greg. I, uh, between services, you got to kind of get recharged to do another thing. So I went and I sat in his office a little bit. And you can tell a lot about a man when you look in his office. I mean, he's got a stand-up desk, and so a health-conscious guy. He's got his guitars on the wall. He loves music. And then I saw this plaque. I was like, oh, this is going to be an inspirational quote. I'm going to just get inspired and ready to come back out here. And uh, <laughs> it, says, it says, you can't scare me. I have daughters. <laughs> I was awesome. That gave me the, <laughs> everybody was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to read, uh, <laughs> I'm going to read 1 John 4, uh, 7 through 12 in, in just a minute. Uh, that'll be our passage. But before I do that, I want to say a couple things. Um, think, thing number one I want to say is a punchline for this message. And it's not the punchline, but it's the thought that I had running through my head as I was preparing to speak to you today. And it was this. We love because we're loved. We can love others because he first loved us. That's who we are as a people of Bee Creek United Methodist Church. Um, the second thing I wanted to say is um, there are a ton of folks, parents and, and other uh, adults in the church, that throw their arms around our youth and volunteer and help. And, I mean, so if you see Darren McKay out in the hall, would you give him a hug? If you see the Hicks family, would you give them a hug? If you um, see the Grolkies, would you tell them thank you, the Oldhams? I mean, there's more I could mention. Um, and I can think, you know, back in my faith walk, even when I was away from the church, away from my faith, it was because of the foundation I got as a young man that I was able one day to come back. Um, So I also want you to find Tracy afterwards, and um, she's put years of effort into this group and poured herself out into your young people. And I asked her permission. She says you can kiss her on the lips (laughs) if if you'd like to do that. And then (laughs) lastly, they're going to do it. Um, lastly, I want to say I'm proud of our youth, and uh, I'm proud of them, yes, because they took a week out of their summer to go to a camp when they could have gone to lacrosse camp or speed camp or exercise camp or cab scores or all the things that they can be involved with, and I could say that I'm proud of them because, you know, they get outside their comfort zone in the middle of hundreds of homeless that they're trying to pass out an orange, and I'm proud of them for that, um, but probably the thing I'm most proud of them for is the way they love on one another. Um, we, we've got a really diverse group of kids. We've got type A's and type B's. We've got introverts and extroverts. We've got technophiles, and we've got athletes, and we've got um, comic book geeks. We've got, <laughs> we've got everything that you can possibly imagine, but when we're in there together at 9.30 or 11, or if we're out on some kind of event, they just love on each other, and they pray together, and they worship together, and it's a really beautiful thing. So let's read our passage together. This is 1 John again, like I said, um, chapter 4, 7 through 12. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, 
Since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Um, I, I thought at first, I probably shouldn't read verse 12, no one has ever seen God because we're in the Finding God series and that may be discouraging. Um, but there's a big giant but in that verse. It says, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And I thought, there's the GPS instructions. There's the algorithm behind the Google, Google Maps direction. If we love one another, we can find God through our service to others and others will find God in us while we serve. Um, H-E-B. Um, I don't like BK of H-E-B. Do y'all like BK of H-E-B? Everybody's like, no, this is terrible. And I, I don't know why, but that H-E-B brings out the worst part of me. <laughs> yeah, you too. Buster's like, yeah, worst part of me too. Um, I scowl at people. I run my cart. I try to avoid eye contact. I saw George going down the bread aisle, and I shot down the cereal aisle because I didn't want to talk to him. Can you imagine not wanting to talk to George? Come on. But I just, I don't want to talk. I want to get out of H-E-B as quick as possible. And y'all know there's bad times to go, right? Really bad times to go. Sundays, Monday after work, the, what? Christmas Eve is a bad time to go. I will not go, okay? Um, There's one good time to go during the Longhorns game for two reasons. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We always got one smart out. Um, but uh, there's, there's bad times to go. And this was a Monday, and I was thinking I was not going to have to go to the grocery store after work. And I was very grateful for that because it was a terrible day. It was one of those bad, like, I had conference calls all day long, back to back. And I think somebody yelled at me and told me I was bad at my job. And I was just, oh, thank the Lord I don't have to go to HEB after, after work. So I'm, I'm turning down 71, coming home. I'm already at the light, and my phone rings, and it's my wife, my beautiful wife, Mitzi, and she goes, we're out of milk. I'm like, babe, do we really need to have to get milk? Because she's like, your daughter won't have cereal. She laid it down. <laughs> like, better go get it. And I, of course, she's not here, so I was very sweet and loving on the phone. I was the model husband, and I said, yes, of course, I'd love to do this service for our family. And... Um, but truthfully, as I, by the time I hit the produce section, my heart was in this really yucky place. I, I was running through the list in my head. I was going, dadgum milk and stinking blueberries and freaking feminine products. <laughs> I have girls in my house, so I had to buy feminine products. And so I'm in this bad place, busy H-E-B, bad mood, bad Monday, wrong spirit, and I go to pick up blueberries. At this time, for whatever reason, Ella was, uh, she's going to, I have to tell you this, she got mad at me because I didn't tell you it's her birthday today. Uh, so she's like, Dad, you were really good, but you didn't tell people it was my birthday. At the time, <laughs> at the time, she was chewing through blueberries. So I go to grab the blueberries, and you know what comes next. I grabbed it by that little plastic hingey lid thing, and I go to pull it off, and just blah, 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 blueberries <laughs> everywhere, all over the floor. And my kids will tell you, I I don't get mad. I have a pretty slow fuse, but I must have been red like a red pepper at the time because ju- it was the end of me. 
And it was really interesting to watch how all the people in the uh, H-E-B reacted um, after I dropped these blueberries. There was, there was one lady who, I, this is no lie, she was pushing her cart, and she looks down at the blueberries. She looks at me. She looks down at the blueberries again, looks at me, and goes, and just squishes all of it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks. And then those of you with teenagers or have had teenagers will recognize this, the, the guy with the H-E-B shirt on that had access to broom and mop and stuff, he saw it, and I think he must have saw it in slow motion because he just goes, Ugh. and then he trudged off like he was in quicksand to get the little yellow cone to put out. Meanwhile, I'm on the ground. But there was another guy, an older gentleman, who as soon as I bent down on my knee to start picking these things up, he got down on his knee too. And not only did he help me pick these blueberries up, but he also um, looked me in the eye and he goes, gosh, this H-E-B stinks, doesn't it? And I go, yeah, it does. And now I wasn't red anymore. And he said, gosh, let me tell you about this one time. I'm so clumsy. I backed my car into my own car. and And before I knew it, this weight had come off my shoulders. I was feeling a lot better. I want to read verse 12 to you again. And no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Um, the, the phrase there says, his love is brought to full expression in us. If you read the KGV, this is NLT or the ESV, there's, um, the phrase says, his love is perfected in us. And that word perfected is translated from a Greek word, teleo-o, teleo-o is your word for the day. And when you look at teleo-o, the several definitions, to be completed, to fulfill, to finish, to put in the missing part that helps something become whole. And then that really helped me think about this verse, his love is fulfilled through us. That word teleo is used in several different scriptures. It's used 24 times in the New Testament and a lot of times in the Gospels. And in John 19, 28, um, Jesus is quoted as using the word teleo um, It says, this is right after he told John to take care of his mom and right before he says it's finished. He says, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished and to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. I don't know if this helps you. Um, it helped me to think of a circle with this, that um, up here is we feel the power of God's love. And here is you can't help but be transformed and um, be changed by that love. And when, you, when you're transformed, you can't help but pour that love out onto others. But in the process of pouring that love out onto others, you feel God's love all over again, which transforms you and makes you want to pour out again and around and around and around. We're imperfect people who experience the perfect love of God and change the world together. Does that sound familiar? We love because we're loved. We serve because we've been loved impossibly. And the other reason I like this circle, I won't tell you which one of these youth uh, it was, but there was a few of them when we were getting ready for the mission trip. They, the only reason they were going was because of the three M's, okay? Mom made me. <laughs> you hear this a lot. But they got down there. You put a hammer in their hand. You put an apron on them, and they start serving others, and they feel the love of God and the power of that service. And now the ones that were like, mom made me, 
They can't wait to go next year. And they're telling everybody else who hasn't been, gosh, you got to go. It's the best time. Bee Creek, um, we say youth lead, and I've been real fortunate to be able to watch them lead and watch them serve. And in this blueberry story at HEB, and even in the starfish story, there's a grace in it that I want, want to make sure you catch. Is the guy that got down on his knees to help me, he didn't wonder about my bad attitude. He didn't try to counsel the poor spirit that I was in that was really the cause of why those blueberries spilled. We didn't wonder if there was a gap in the produce manager's quality control process. Go, gosh, if he had only have just made sure that those were tight, this whole thing wouldn't happen. You know, we didn't think about the distribution center where maybe that blueberry thing rattled loose. He simply got down on his knees to help serve and to help me pick up blueberries. And Bee Creek, I've watched your youth pick up blueberries. I've watched them get passionate about starfish. I've watched them serve the people of San Antonio, the homeless in Austin, and serve each other. Um, one of your youth... Um, if you picture him, he's, he's four feet tall, about 75 pounds if he's got a, bo- a bag of rocks in his pockets. And we were learning about sheetrock and that you got to get those sheetrock screws all the way flush in because if you don't, when you tape in mud, there's going to be a bump and then you'll go paint and there'll be bumps all over the walls. Well, this got him lit on fire. He was like, I got to make sure all these screws are pushed all the way in. And he put all 75 pounds of his frame into this drill and those sheetrock screws were going nowhere. <laughs> I mean, he just he couldn't do it. But he did this for an hour trying to get him in until I came in to help, until he had blisters on his hands. We had another one of your youth who, there were t- a lot of times where she would get left out of a project because there was only so many paintbrushes or only so many hammers. And so she would go outside in the 100 degree San Antonio heat and she'd sit with the homeowner. She worked nights and so she was with us a lot during the day. And she'd ask about her family, and she would sing to her. And she drew pictures for her. And our homeowner had this little dog. It was a little chihuahua, and about the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life. And it had a broken leg at the joint, and it was just hanging lifeless. And we all thought this dog, his leg has been broken at least three to six months because he's not in any pain anymore. He's just learned how to manage with this limp leg. And in the picture... She drew the dog. She drew the busted leg. And she loved on that dog like she would have loved on a Labradoodle at the Hill Country Galleria. That's what Grace looks like. Um, we had another youth, uh, several youth actually, where we got to this place in the house where we had to tear the ceiling down so we could put up new sheetrock. There's mold and spiders and just disgusting stuff up there. But underneath, um, our homeowner was a hoarder. And so she had piles and piles and piles of stuff. I mean, cans of corn that you'd think it would be okay, but they've been there so long, they're starting to rot, and the corn is coming out. And a baby shoes, a box of baby shoes. She doesn't have a baby and hasn't had a baby in years. And food left out that's just rotted down to its core. And every time they picked something up to move it, cockroaches would scatter everywhere. And so your youth are in this pile of stuff, And they're picking up item by item and talking to our homeowner and saying, is it okay if I throw this away or should we keep this one? Hours of work just to get stuff out so we could pull down the ceiling. And I saw your youth under the bridge, first at a kitchen, 
cooking dozens and dozens of eggs, hard-boiling them so we could go serve breakfast tacos and saw lines of people pulled up, ready to get their breakfast taco, scattered and, you know, got to get this because I'm so hungry. And these kids have no idea where their next meal is going to come from, but they know there's a need right now, and it's to put a hard-boiled egg, a nasty hard-boiled egg on a cold uh, tortilla because there was a need in that moment. And they want to do it all again. Bee Creek, they felt love, they served others, they're transformed. And it's, it's amazing because none of this sounds fun, right? None of y'all want to get down on the floor with the cockroaches, do you? And, but I watched them at the end of the day sit at Sonic with their friends, having a drink, and they're laughing and they're covered in bug bites and dirt and blood. Parents, I'm sorry, blood. <laughs> and sewage sometimes. And laughing and having the best time because they've served and helped others. Bee Creek, I've watched your youth lead. I've watched your youth serve. Let's pray. Father, we just, we just don't understand how you love us the way that we are. We're broken and we're busted and we're imperfect and I feel like sometimes I'm impossible to love. But you love us anyway. And when I feel that, when you feel that, God, it it does something to us. It rips us open. And all we know to do is smile about it, shout about it, sing about it, and show that love to other people. God, we want to be like your son. We want to get down on our hands and knees, and we want to wash feet for you. Help us to love one another this week. In Christ's name I pray, amen.